you know, it's a universal, it's not personal, it's not, you don't study uh, the Dhamma as in a book. And you, you, can, you can fool yourself by, by getting a degree in Buddhism from a university, <laughs> but still not know anything about Dhamma, <laughs> which many Buddhist scholars do. <laughs> 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 So, so uh, now we, we're not we're not so interested in Buddhism as in Dhamma. So, so this is like let's use the word Sapawa Dhamma. This gives us this is a Pali words for like natural law. And and what I'm doing now is just giving you vocabulary to reflect on the way it is. That is not uh, not to be grasped in itself. These words aren't <coughs> you know to be grasped and just an intellectual exercise, but they're they're more helpful like pointers, a way of looking at this present moment. That is outside personal uh additives. Because on a personal level then then we start passing judgments, uh criticizing, wanting something we don't have, not wanting to be the way we are. Uh, identifying with our bodies, uh, criticizing them, judging them, judging others, and then the whole world begins when we create ourselves as separate personalities into consciousness. So right now, just sit, observe the, the that which is present: the, the body sitting, breathing sensation, feeling the body is a sensitive form so it feels hot or cold or pleasant or painful sensations. But these are, I'm dividing them up into hot and cold pleasure and pain, but just to be the, you don't, don't do that, just observe, it's like this. Whatever sensations you're feeling, you're reflecting on them as they present themselves in the present, whether they're there, what, no matter what quality they might have at this moment, they're like this. So we, uh, the, mind wa- the thinking mind starts wandering, doubting, am I doing this right? What is it? What should I do? Just sit here and watch my body. <laughs> start, start questioning. So, just be patient with the thinking mind will make you very restless and and trying to control thought will will be quite distressful for you so <clears throat> just be aware of it when the thinking uh, minds when you when the thinking we wander away in thought that point where you suddenly recognize your thinking just stop at that point just Thinking is like this. So don't don't make a problem if your mind wanders or <coughs> you feel confused or you don't quite get what I'm pointing at or or uh, whatever reaction you're having to what I'm saying. Just be the 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 knower of it. It's like this: inhaling, exhaling, or rising, falling of the that's going on, that your body is, is experiencing right now, is like this. So there's sati sampachanya, this kind of relaxed attention, 
it's not it's not it's not like you're not trying to get anything uh, but observe be the the knower and put in the context of uh, refuges it's the Bhutto or the Buddha being this Bhutto this knowing of the Dhamma so you're not trying to become Buddha or anything like that <laughs> that just feeds the ego doesn't it now the ego the sense of self is is uh, always has a name you know quality I'm just an ordinary person uh, with a lot of problems, uh, a lot of uh, neurotic uh, fears, uh, and I'm look like this. I'm a man or woman. I'm young or old. Then we start creating ourselves, identifying with the body, uh, with the uh, memories we have with the cultural conditioning we received, with our emotional experiences, as we create ourselves, in other words. <clears throat> so I create myself as a person. I have to start thinking and remembering who I am. I'm, I'm Majan Sabato, and I'm Buddhist monk, and I'm... Uh, Meditation teacher, <laughs> and I'm 73 years old, <laughs> and on and on I create myself. Those are those are concepts that I've acquired after birth. You're not that's not sabawa dhamma in the term of, in the in the in the quality of it. It becomes dhamma when I see it in terms of sankara, what it really is, the the thinking process. The emotional conditions become, you know, you're recognizing them as conditions changing. So this is where this puto tammo, this knowing the Dhamma, awakening to the way it is. It's not getting rid of anything, but it's seeing things as they are. <coughs> where <coughs> I am Ajahn Sumato is a convention only. You know, this is this is a conventional form to use in a in a monastery, in a religious group or society. But it's uh, it's made out of uh, the human ignorance, and uh, you know, it's part of a cultural attitude, uh, conventions that that human beings have created. So it. You know, but this this can be my main identity. You hear all the time people want to know who they really are, where they belong, and this seems to be a you know a, you, I hear a lot of people you know, have a lot of confusion, identity problems, and you know you have a lot of uh, interracial marriages now where or. We want to know which which do I belong to the Thai or the English? <laughs> Am I? <laughs> we want to define ourselves or have some have some clarified identity because we you know even if you even if you uh, uh, you know feel you know who you are that's not what you are. So 
So this is this is awakening consciousness to to Bhutto Tamo or Buddha Dhamma to using universal intelligence to observe and reflect on the way it is that all conditions are impermanent. So thoughts are impermanent, emotional habits, personal identities, fears, desires, the whole the whole range of mental experiences is, uh, is uh, you know is obviously changing. You can't you can't fix it and and keep it. It changes. But that which is aware of change is 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 not something that you you don't create yourself as somebody aware, but you recognize awareness, the natural state, not 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 a personal identity. So you can trace all your unhappiness, problems, doubts and fears, uh, and that too. This ignorance of Dhamma, not knowing Dhamma, then we. We live in a world that we create, and that world we create is always there's something wrong with it. Always, because even when it's at its best, it's going to change. You can't keep conditions, condition phenomena at their, at their very best. They re, it's like you're breathing. You can only inhale so long, and then you have to exhale. It's that pattern of condition phenomena that applies to everything from from emotional habits to the physical body to uh, thoughts memories so that's why seeking your refuge in changing conditions is a futile because it's a, you know it's a hopeless task you're never going to succeed <laughs> and you know if you're if you're too you know you think if you have a lot of money and power you'll be able to control everything but even if you have all the money in the world and all the power you still Without this knowledge, you're still going to suffer because those things change too. You know, having wealthy and powerful is dangerous. People want to kill you. So, the, you know, as you're well aware, the first few days of a retreat are, you know, you're settling in. Um, takes a while to adjust to the more, uh, the slower rhythms of monastic uh, retreat, meditation retreat here. So you know, encouraging you to be patient with, with your body, with your wandering mind. Don't, uh, don't, don't you know? Don't think you should snap into blissful samadhi immediately. And if you do, it's still impermanent. <laughs> you won't be able to keep it. But uh, to see the opportunity here, but you know. The noble silence and the the schedule, the routine. Just uh, give yourself to that, to the form that we've established here, and then be the be the watcher, the knower of the way it is. Observe how difficult it is to just accept the way it is. How how much uh, you know we want to put a, some kind of value on it, like my mind wanders too much. Or I can't sit very well, or very long, or my pain, uh, my uh, restlessness, 
my emotion. Uh, we, 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 we create the sense of, we, we become the owner of these conditions rather than just the, the knower of them. So uh, yesterday evening you took the refuges, so it's uh, the Buddha Dhamma Sangha. So this is this is a reminder to be the knower rather than the owner. Like this, and if you you know you begin to to look at experience in a different way than when you're when you're the owner. You know my body. Then I then I want it to obey me. And I, if it's painful, I don't want it to be like this. You know, I want to, I'd like to get rid of it. You know, go into a state where you forget you even have it. Some kind of blissful state where <coughs> you've transcended your own body and for, totally forgotten it. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> so, but you can't sustain that state either, you know. So it's, it's learning to, to just more like the sense of opening, receptivity, relaxing, trusting. And this is, the see this retreat as an encouragement for you. You know, it's, I'm trying to encourage you, I'm not trying to teach you uh, you know how you sh- well, how you should meditate or what you should do, but encourage you toward this this simple reality of awareness, uh, or putting it in modern New Age terms, empowering you. This is an empowerment retreat. That sounds a bit corny, doesn't it? <coughs> but I think you get get the idea. We need encouragement, you know, like all of us. Uh, because you know we we we're full of doubt and sense of and we're self critical and so we <coughs> we don't trust ourselves that much we're we're afraid of being wrong or making a mistake and and uh, we we'll put our trust in somebody else or something outside ourselves so it's uh, this is you know this is what one of the the big obstruction and teaching in the West is the the lack of faith, because most of us come to Buddhism as adults. We're not born in a Buddhist family with a lot of faith. Part of a cultural pattern in, that is instilled in you if you're born in, you know, into a Buddhist culture. So we tend, you know, we're trained to be self-critical. You know, compa- competitive. Like uh, being American, you're you're very you're brought up in a society that's very competitive. So you you you're tra- you know the conditioning is to always compare yourself, compete, to try to get them be better, be the winner. This is part of a cultural programming that I wasn't born with. It's just what you get when you're born into that society. (laughs) And so over the years, learning to trust myself was not an easy thing to do because, you know, my, the sense of being successful was, was through competition, comparing myself with others. 
rather than trusting. What can I trust in myself? Well, I can't trust my emotions. They go off all over the place and, you know, conditions <laughs> arise and somebody, you know, insults me and I feel like this. And <laughs> even though ideally, you know, I know I should be forgiving and compassionate, I don't always feel forgiving and compassionate. So I have I know how I should be, but what I'm actually feeling is like this. So there's a conflict that we all suffer from between our idealism of what should be and uh, the, our emotional habits, which are not ideals. You know, they're sometimes they're embarrassing, aren't they? Our emotions and child. We can put we can judge them, criticize them as childish emotions or immature. That's the way we talk about ourselves. Immature attitudes, abnormal, selfish. That's a good one, isn't it? To intimidate you. That's <laughs> what you do in monasteries, you intimidate them. You say, you're being selfish. And <laughs> monks and nuns, they don't want to be selfish, you see. Because not being selfish is an ideal, isn't it? None of us want to be selfish, but we find selfishness as part of our experience. So we, being the, the Bhutto, knowing the Dhamma, is recognizing selfish, feeling selfish is like this, rather than creating it into a problem. Oh, I feel selfish and I shouldn't be. I'm a bad monk, I'm not a very good monk because I'm so selfish I should be a bodhisattva always thinking of others first and so we, we try to live up to ideals and fail and then criticize ourselves so this is like this empowerment or encouragement is empowering you to pointing to what you can trust is your awareness and by trusting that more and more you'll, you'll break through the 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 delusions that you're identified with, the, the the powerful habits and tendencies that each one of us have, we have a way of looking, of receiving them and knowing them. And then it's Dhamma for us. We're seen in terms of the way it is rather than, than uh, cr- the creations, complicated creations around making it my problem or your problem or something more something complicated. So we have this reflection, all conditions are impermanent, sape sankarani cha. Now this isn't to be grasped as some kind of Buddhist uh, doctrine. This is, this is, this is a pointing to reality, you know, conditions, knowing conditions as conditions. And c- the nature of conditions, and if you do that, then you, you're aware of their changingness. Other than being dazzled or deluded or intimidated by the quality of the condition. Conditions change, they change, they beautiful, ugly, good, bad, right, wrong, they, there's, you know, and they're dependent on other conditions. So today, this, this afternoon, um, we can meet at uh, two o'clock, I think, and then. Uh, but during this time, while eating and 
and that just you know observe be the be the observer the knowing consciousness is is you know it means intelligent knowing it's uh, i mean it, it, consciousness is, is you know is ability to like being in a human body and then i'm conscious from this point consciousness this is a form and then from this point here consciousness uh, you know so i th- i'm learning from from where from this this point of consciousness but consciousness has no boundary but the due to birth we have a physical body that that gives us a boundary a physical boundary and then we learn from this place where we are uh, through consciousness through conscious experience we see the sapawatama or the the natural law the way thing the way it is so this is you know what buddha proclaimed this enlightened consciousness rather than uh, becoming someone who's enlightened So even though the Buddha, you know, in the historical sense, Gotama, Sakyamuni Buddha, became enlightened, that's a convention. But in the Pali scriptures, you'll notice that that Buddha, referring to himself in the scriptural sense, says the Dittakada. Dittakada. And this, this is a Pali word that mean doesn't mean personal doesn't mean me uh, i'm prince i'm the ex prince siddhartha used to my father was a king mother queen <laughs> and i've been with the best meditation masters in india and i've become enlightened <laughs> now you can call me buddha so datakada means <laughs> means uh, uh that which is present you know Suchness is not referring to him as a kind of personality or special, specially gifted individual. Well, that's this, that's a skillful means in in the Pali, Pali language. You know that points to this uh, this awareness is non-personal and is not about you know being being a special person that's enlightened anymore. Because sometimes that's where we go wrong is we're we're trying to become enlightened through this identity on a personal level rather than being light itself, being aware, being awake. So this retreat is an encouragement for being awake and aware, not becoming. When you try to think I've got to become awake and aware, you've you, you know that you're not mindful at that point. You you still think that you're still thinking about yourself. But if you trust yourself to just be aware, is like this, and then the then the the thoughts come. I'm I'm not. Am I really aware now, or am I just that's I'm aware of that, not grasping it, not getting caught in the doubt or questioning of it because this is it this is the simplicity this is real 
this is not a uh, you know something I create and and dependent on other conditions. 